This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. My name is Lucas Zhao, and I listen to the Wednesday week. Ladies and gentlemen, and a very warm welcome to the penultimate Wednesday week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm Lord Hillsborough, and with me on the line, first of all, we've got Mr. Marriott. Hello there, James, your boy. Doesn't penultimate mean second to last? We've got the last podcast of the Wednesday <laughs> week. <laughs> I was going to say, are you, are you I, teasing us? Is there another I, podcast? I, I, I didn't sign up to do another out. one of these bloody things after this one. This is it. Enough punishment. Oh dear, we've got plenty of time for outtakes. Don't worry, James. How are you? All, Hello. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Are you fully recovered? Uh, I am fully recovered. Yeah, there's still, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of me that's still a, a a bit upset, but I've cried all the tears that I could possibly cry. I, I was more worried about the drinking than the result, but we'll come on to that later. Um, <laughs> we've got Rich Davies. Hi there, Rich. you been. Good evening, my lord. Uh, how are you? I'm terribly well. How very nice of you to ask. No, well, Rich. No people don't generally ask me. I well, ask people, and they just don't care. Rich, they just I don't care. I'd... I thought I'd book the trend tonight, but uh, yeah, I had a, a momentous weekend. It was absolutely, apart from result, was fantastic. But uh, I can't stop. I can't stop with that bloody song in my head. <laughs> Run away! You're not, you're not go. <laughs> uh, Victoria, my darling, how the devil are you? Good evening, my lord. And I always ask you how you are. Always, you listen back, and I always say, "I'm all right, my lord. How are you?" Yeah, but Rich sounded sincere when he said. I am. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, hello, I'm here. I am on my last day off now. I have to go back into work for three days. I've had the best weekend ever. Fantastical. Uh, Mr. Fudge, how the W are you all being? 
Good evening, Lord Hillsborough. How's it going? You all right? <laughs> you, you, don't, English, mate. you don't yeah. sound great, would you? I am, People will be thinking they've rang your own I know for this. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I am I am 100% still rotting. And uh, oh, it, it honestly, it hurts to just to be awake and breathing. I've just I've just gone downstairs to the to the, the bottom of the flat block to feed the cat. I came back up and I was literally stood there out of breath. This is ten minutes before we recorded this. I was stood there trying to scull in water before I poured myself a wine. <laughs> before you poured yourself a wine. <laughs> well, you know what, what makes you all makes you better, doesn't it? <laughs> Bless you. And uh, of course, Mr. Edward, how the devil are you, old boy? Lights will guide you home and ignite your bones and the Wednesday week will try to fix you no matter how you feel after the weekend that we have had I think we're all a bit giddy still I think we're all a, a, a bit exuberant but I'm sure yeah. there's some Wednesday fans listening um who feel the pain still I don't think we're all necessarily over it but there's some that feel the pain still so this is what tonight is about isn't it we are going to try and Put a lid on it all. Get it all, all finished and boxed off and get everyone a, a little bit psyched because what's coming next is going to be better than what we've already had and what we already had was bloody brilliant. I can, I can for one, tell you that categorically I'm not still exuberant right now. This is... <laughs> <laughs> you, actually, you actually sound like someone's eaten Dan Fudge and you're speaking from inside them. <laughs> Hello. Like man in a box. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, we have a full complement of weekers for our last show of the week. Of course, it's only fitting that we're all here, and of course, we all know what happened at Wembley. Um, it, it wasn't the, the greatest game of football we've seen, but boys and girls, I think it's fair to say that the Wednesdayites are just nothing but positive, are they? This has been a fantastic, brilliant season, a fantastic day out at Wembley. Yes, the result didn't go our way, but. <laughs> Looking at the, the social medias, obviously after the game, everything, everybody's just still buzzing the bits and bobs off, aren't they? I think the thing is, I was saying this to people after the game, like we all kind of left. Eddie's little boy was in bits, which I'm sure he mentioned in a bit. But as we left, I was like, come July last year, if someone had come down to you and said, look, I guarantee you a place at Wembley with 45 of them Wednesday fans and you'll lose by an absolute wonder goal, would you want to go? Of course we bloody would. We had an amazing weekend. Let's just be happy and let's look to next season now. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was. It was uh, just a, a brilliant, fantastic, marvellous... You know, I, I have no superlatives, really, that I can use to talk about how good a day it was. Um, there's, there's no getting away the fact for... Me, personally, after full-time, I, I, was, I was gutted. And as much as the fact that, you know, we still had so much to celebrate in terms of how brilliant this season's been. Um, and we've said this before, you know what, the Championship next season will be a fantastic league. You know, we've got Newcastle and Villa coming into it. Uh, we've got Burton coming into it, which would be a great away day. We've got, um, you know, Barnsley coming into the league as well. So it's another South Yorkshire team. It doesn't take away from the fact that, you know, you just feel so... We could, like, touch the Premier League. You could feel it. You know, you could give it a good fondle. Um but we couldn't. We we just couldn't quite get over that over that line. And um, yeah, you know what? I I did. I know I joked about it earlier. I did have a bit of a cry on um, on Saturday when I got back to the hotel, uh, and I've got no shame in in saying that because um, yeah, that's the closest by an absolute mile that we've come to getting back in the Premier League for the last sixteen years. And um, you know, I, 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 
we love and, uh, and breathe this football club. So um, it's going to upset us, isn't it? To, to different extents, the the fact that we um, that we that we lost the game. Um, I kind of got my head around it all by um, Sunday morning and felt really positive. Um, and in a way, kind of thought that. If you know, if you go up into the Premier League, it's a lot of money. It's 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 great, but you've got to get used to losing games because that's going to happen in your first season in the Premier League. And we've got another season of winning games to look forward to, which is brilliant. The match itself, let's face it, it wasn't fantastic, was it? We, we shan't analyse the game too much. We, we've all seen it on TV. Obviously, people were down at Wembley, and it could have been better. It could have been worse. Um, I think Westwood had an absolute blinding game, just to sort of shout that out, because he did play fantastically, didn't he? And there were some, some decent performances from from our players. We just didn't have enough to cross the line. Um, we'll, we'll leave that at that. I know we're supposed to be a Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I think, I think the one thing to point out is that, yes, all right, we lost 1-0, and, you know, whatever happened. But a lot of their win is hats off to Steve Bruce, because his tactics were phenomenal. We couldn't get anywhere near a second ball. Like, at all. Everybody was marked down. His tactics won that game for them, 100%. We didn't know what we were doing. We had no idea. Um, but, yeah, like you said, we lost it. But, hey-ho, like James said, next season, 23 wins at home, 23 wins away. Let's do <laughs> it. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Honestly, Vic, Vic, sorry, I, could, I couldn't agree more with uh, how you've summed up the game there. As much as I think we all talked about it being... Um, Carlos's tactical master plan and that was our best chance of getting a result was Carlos coming up with a way to beat Hull and the players executing on that I don't have any doubt that Carlos knew exactly what he wanted to get out of that game um, but I think he'll admit that he was outthought by Steve Bruce and, and credit to Steve Bruce for that because not many managers have outthought Carlos Cavalier this season um, but even more than that I think all the players with the possible exception of Kieran Westwood, will agree that whatever the plan was, they didn't execute the way that they had done in previous games, uh, you know, throughout this season, uh, and certainly how they hoped that they would execute Carlos's plan um, out there on the pitch. And an awful lot of that is credit to a very, very, very good Hull side who stifled us, who stopped us from being creative, who stopped us from playing our own game. Um, you know, they had the players to be able to carry out a master plan. Uh, we did too, but our players didn't and our plan wasn't quite as good. And so as far as the game is concerned, no shame. You know, we weren't, we weren't overwhelmed. We weren't, we weren't beaten uh, into submission, but we were beaten and we were beaten by an absolute wonder goal. So as far as the 90 minutes is concerned, no qualms whatsoever. Hull City deserved to go up and they showed why probably for six months of the season they were the class act in this division and for whatever reason they fell away. Um, on the pitch, we were we were in second place. Off the pitch, uh, forget Hull, we were single-handedly the greatest fan base who've ever turned up at that national stadium. I was so, so proud of Absolutely. how we turned out for the day. Wasn't it amazing? Oh, I, I, I cried twice. I, 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 um, I turned up to the ground relatively late-ish, went in, schooled a few beers and turned up onto the actual pitch side itself, literally as the guys were shaking hands. And uh, I just, I, it, it made me stop. I stopped in my tracks and just went, I knew it was going to be good, but, but wow. I mean, seriously, wow. It was so impressive. And... 
And for some reason, I seem to have a hobby of watching Hull City get promoted in the playoff final. This is something I've done twice now, and they've won by the same scoreline to a very similar goal as well, which is which is quite frustrating. But but I, I had I had genuinely goosebumps looking at our fans passing the flag around and and the way and I think. There was a there was a twenty minute period in the second half where we were singing a certain song. I think was it on our way or Carlos had a dream. On our uh, on our it was way, on yeah. our way. It was actually ironically about two or three minutes we stopped finishing. They then scored, um, and 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 wow. I mean, you can't you can't buy fan base like that. And and I mean, we'll probably get onto ticket allocations later on, but we'd have sold those seats easy, surely. Easy, easy. Well, that, that, I mean, it has Easily, to re- even neutrals would have gone, wouldn't they? A lot of neutrals from Sheffield that I know that went to Cardiff that were like in my sort of group of mates at the time that weren't that bothered about football, either they played cricket or tennis or rugby or any other fake sport. And they even got a ticket for Cardiff. And I know for a fact that they would have all gone to Wembley, definitely. And a lot of, let's be honest here, a lot of the Hall fans that did make it were of that ilk. In the same way, and I'll, you know, credit where credit's due, uh, we brought a lot of. Uh, part-time, fair-weather, touristy-type fans to Cardiff, for instance, for the playoff final in 2005. Yeah, we sold those tickets, but there was a a, a lot of, of fans um, on that day that were there for the experience, as opposed to because they were they were die-hard blue and white, and it meant as much uh, to them as uh, as it did to to some fans. I agree with that, Eddie. But but like after after the game, I was sat drinking with a guy that one lived in Orlando, one lived in in New York, and and another one was from South Africa. You know what I mean? I appreciate that not not everybody can make every game, but this is our club. Do you know what I mean? And and the fact we had a turnout like we did, Christ, that that's the power of Sheffield Wednesday, no? Do you want? Um, I've I've been collating a, a list of where in the world people travelled from to watch. Wednesday. Do you want me to run through it? Because it's quite, it is quite astonishing. This this list. So we've got we've got America, and we know of New York and Florida in America. I'm sure there were people that came. I have Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Jeff at Pennsylvania. There you go. Uh, So we've got America, Denmark, Australia, South Africa, Norway, Dubai, Holland, Ireland, Brazil, New Zealand, Sweden, Thailand, Hong Kong, Spain, Cyprus, Switzerland. Singapore, Canada, Bulgaria, and Austria. And Barnsley. <laughs> and and one person oh, from Hull who came to oh. watch Wednesday. <laughs> and apparently something from Crawley as well, which must have been an arduous trip. I actually, I know four people from Hull that went to watch Wednesday. There was one, uh, one or two that I saw from Greece as well, uh, which wasn't on the list as well there, Jay. So it, it just goes to show how much people wanted to see this game. We, we could have sold out not just the, the, the seats that Hull didn't sell, but we could have sold out the entire shopping hall end as well, twice over, couldn't we? It, it was that simple. It really was. That, that was a disappointing point. I, part I thought was, you know, that we could have probably sold the empty spaces. I don't want to bang on about it all the time with, with Hull not bringing enough, but the, the amount of seats that were there, we probably could have filled, you know, the majority of those, if not if not all of them. That was that was a disappointing bit, but um, I just had the... That, the day was probably in the, the top five of my life ever. It was just... It was so fantastic before it, during it. I think uh, about 10 minutes from the end, I, I sent a text to our last just saying it's slipping away. And I knew it was then. I just started sitting down a little bit. And then I had a little bit of a moment then. Uh, and when we were singing at the end, as the players were coming around, that's when I started getting a little bit emotional as well. And 
and that would I, I got it out of the way there and then and afterwards we just had such a brilliant time as well up until um, 10 o'clock at night abusing Hull players so out of my my entire weekend was awesome which I'm sure we're all going to go into in a minute but Rich come on that has to be my finest moment in the last it 10 was, it was years brilliant. that you have known me please it, please explain my moment it, because I get too emotional and too excited so about half past ten, as we were finally walking away from Wembley Stadium, having abused Hull fans and you know spoke to various people and friends and a couple of celebrities and whatever, uh, Al Mohammadi walked past us with a ball limping, and Vic just basically went to him, "You don't have to fucking limp now. Game's over." <laughs> Stop faking it. We all saw you yeah. die. <laughs> and he, and, and he came back and he went, "I'm not fucking faking it." And I'm like, all right, whoa, whoa, hang on a minute, Carl. Hang on, hang on. And then the best just it was, joking he, like, you. he carried on walking and turned around and went, you're shit. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't so we, go down well, did it? It didn't go down it well didn't, at all. It didn't no. at all, no, no. But, but that you know, is possibly it, one of the best things I've ever done. Did, did My boyfriend was so proud. I can't <laughs> tell you how proud of you I am. You know, that, <laughs> Thank you. That's genuinely something I would do. And I'm, the, I one, I'm jealous of me. I had a in my hand as well, just to make it even more classy. <laughs> yes. And I just chucked it at him at the end. <laughs> but it was just, we're like, just get over it, pal. You've just been promoted to the Premier League. Like, just get on with smile. it. Smile. You're a Premier yeah, League exactly. player. And it's like, I am not faking my injury. I think, like, oh, uh, to be oh, fair, oh, though, yeah. I think there was something that was quite... Um, apparent that day and we we spoke about the tactics and stuff like that but let's not forget they had some serious Premier League standard players in their team and all week beforehand I'd been waxing lyrical about players like uh, Super Hooper and, and Cheeky Nando and uh, and Super Barry Banan um, I was waxing lyrical about their big game players, they're going to turn up you watch them go and if you had to pick three that were in the bottom five, they'd probably be in it, purely because they got absolutely managed out of the game beautifully. I mean, Bannon had to come deep a while, you know what I mean? And uh, it, it was, and I'm thinking, this is this is crap, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then and then at half time, I said to the missus, I said, this, you watch Carlos Ogle Mad, he'll, he'll change it up. You know, New came on 10 minutes later than what he should have done. Holland brought a little bit, but was a bit of a much of a muchness. Ross Wallace, I forgot he was on the pitch after a while, but you know, these had some serious Premier League players. And going back to your story, there's there's pretty much a a air of expectancy from some of their players to, to be in the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? I think got, yeah, let's, let's be honest here, that I, I wrote about it earlier today with a, a little bit of space between the emotion and the reality. And I don't think that any of us who followed the championship this season, who followed the Premier League last season, who understand how uh, how football works. I don't think any of us, our head, I don't think we ever really believed that that Wednesday could do it in a in an apples and apples comparison. You know, man for man, we are not as good a team as that whole city team. And that, you know, they proved that. Okay. I think most of us in the two weeks that we'd had um and the run and you know the, the 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 look that we'd had, and the fact that it almost felt like it was meant to be. I think a lot of us let our hearts get ahead of our heads in terms of how we approach the game. And you know what? I, I'm no different. I I honestly believe that there was a fairy story happening. And even though my head was telling me, you know what? That you know you you can't ride your look forever. It's going to run out, and and you know, Hull are a better side than we have faced. 
uh, you know, all season, even at our best. Um, I, I think that whole performance was as good as anything that Burnley brought, anything that Middlesbrough brought this season. So, uh, you know, I think we were all quite giddy about it. And that was brilliant because, you know, why not dream? And it made the build up and it made the day absolutely magical. So that when we lost, you know, I think actually I was insulated from a lot of the pain that some people were feeling. You know, Vic's alluded to it. My son, who's eight, had an absolute... You did have a little tear, Edward. Yeah, of course I did. Of course I did, because we had a great chance and 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 the the run was over. The fairy tale didn't happen. My son was absolutely inconsolable. My daughter, who... And it's it's on record. um, She loves everything about football apart from the football. She said, Daddy, Daddy, <laughs> I really, really, really wanted Wednesday to win because then we could have the party. You know, so she, you know, she, she's understood something about what it is to be a Wednesday fan uh, in that moment. Uh, you know, Tom was absolutely in bits. I think my wife, Laura, she, I think she's dealt with it, uh, you know, so much, not so much worse, but she's been affected by it so much more than me because I think she, deep down, she believed that we were going to do it. Whereas I think deep down, I, I, I had that amount of doubt that that made me think, you know what, today's a bonus, and it, everything we can get out of the day, regardless of the result, is part of the healing process. And and, and you know, and everything, anything else is a bonus. Literally, promotion would have been an unexpected bonus. But hey, you know what? Even without it, I, I said it today that the result was almost not as important as what went on around the the week leading up to it, the day itself. You know, everything right down to nearly 40,000 Wednesday fans. I don't think too many left at the end. Nearly 40,000 Wednesday fans stayed there and we drowned out a club's Premier League promotion celebrations (laughs) in order to sing our love and our respect and our thanks to a defeated, shattered team based on the performance they put in over the whole season. You know, I talk about it like a healing process. For the last 16 years, we've not been in the Premier League. And probably for at least 10 of those years, Wednesday have been on their way down. And for the last five, we've been on our way back. Well, yesterday or Saturday was the healing process. That was, I feel like now we are healed as a club and we're ready to go back and and take our place because God knows it's been too long coming. But the sight of those fans... The, the 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 brotherhood, the camaraderie, everything about that day, apart from the result, was the most perfect it could have been. And so, why not celebrate it? Why not enjoy it? It's it, it was everything. It was everything, and it always will be. And you know, like me and James, obviously saw each other on the Saturday after the Friday night. And James, even we were saying then, like neither of us were prepared for winning. That was the main thing. We were like, we're prepared to lose, but we're not yeah. prepared to win. And then as the week went on and on and on, obviously you got more and more excited. But I was just of the same thought that, do you know what? I'm going to go to fucking Wembley. Wembley. I'm going to watch Wednesday at Wembley. I've never been because I don't want to go and watch something that doesn't mean a lot to me. I would now. I'd go and watch England or whatever. But I've always been saving that moment in the hope. And I genuinely never thought I'd see it in my lifetime. And you know what? I agree with you, Vic. There is a there is a special moment about walking down those stairs in the tube, going under that underpass, and then yeah. looking to the far end of yeah. Wembley Way and seeing the two sets of fans diverge on those on those ramps. Our badge, going up. Our badge that, on Wembley oh. Stadium, just yeah. unreal. Yeah, there's, there's something about that. 
That's exactly I, what I, I didn't see that. My eyes had gone by that point, so I missed that. <laughs> Did you have your reading? <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say, though, Fudge, is, is, you know, as soon as you walk down Wembley Park Station onto Wembley Way and you could see Wembley in the, in the distance, and I've, I've just closed my eyes, I don't know why, to envision it all again. Um, and, and with the kids with me, and it all just started then. And just to see a blue and white, all the people that I bumped into so many, I bumped into more people like I knew on Saturday. I have been in years, just and everyone was a hug and and proper Wednesday love. And God, I'm getting emotional again. I'm going to give I up. I the same thing. I'll tell, <laughs> tell you what, then, Rich. Why don't you start it off? Why don't you tell us your try? Well, try and keep it down to about two three minutes. But you know what I mean? Why don't you tell us your story for the day? Because I, I know it meant a lot to you taking your kids. Yeah, it was massive. It was absolutely massive for me to be able to do that. Um, and just the fact, just I want, I want, I want them to enjoy themselves and take it all in, and be all inclusive in it. And we got so many pictures on Wembley Way. Um, we got to the fan park and we met uh, most of you guys. And just, just, just the amount of people like I said I bumped into. Um, uh, me and Cleggy uh, from the uh, the cop end had a, a bit of a moment just before before we went in, before he went in the ground and he ended up in in tears. Um, and again, we had a, you had a Hogan. That's just how it felt through everything. Um, the match absolutely flew by. Um, like I said, when we came out, we met Vic and Alistair and uh, and Bill and, and Babs, and and just we just sat and, and drank a shitload of lager. To be blunt, on um, a bench. On a bench, yeah. It was a bit like what homeless people do, really, you know. But um, but it, it was just it was so good. And I, and on on the the way home on Sunday, uh, in the car, where there was, was Ian, my friend, and his son, and and, and my two, Reese and Riley, and I said, "What was your best part of the day?" And they went after the match and it really was that good and we were just talking to other Wednesday <laughs> fans we were talking to taking the mick out Hull fans who, who seemed miserable to say unless they were happy they? ones they got a big cheer didn't they they were like there were three there were three happy <laughs> fans there were three happy Hull fans all three and of them and they got full on stand innovation oh my god happy Hull fan yeah hey. what about <laughs> what about you James what about you in your day my, my story of the day um, tell me your story of the day I'm intrigued because so- I think it, I think it's weird the way all of us kind of intertwine at some point. It's like an episode of yeah, Lost. It re- it really is, yeah. It's it's got that kind of like you walk around a corner and oh my god, it's so and so. It was yeah, it was like that. So I I got the train down at half seven, uh, which was great. Um, saw um, a couple of mates of mine, Mark and John, who were uh, catching the train down as well. But I travelled down with my mate Tom. It was just the two of us that travelled down together. Um, we got into London at half nine, went for breakfast, which was good. First pint at half past nine. That's where it started to go a bit wrong. Yeah, breakfast um, was a good shout, actually. That was something I wish but, I'd have partook in. Yeah, a, a pint of 6% lager with breakfast wasn't particularly clever, but, you know. Yeah, well, you've ruined yeah. breakfast. Uh, yeah, checked into the hotel. The let's check in early. That was brilliant. At this point, everything's going really well. Got to the pub about eleven o'clock, uh, and in the pub at this time, there's Andy Parsons and his dad, and uh, David Greedo is getting the pints in, which is brilliant. Um, and then one by one, people start arriving, turning up. And there was a group of about probably about twelve, fifteen of us by by this point. So I think about twelve o'clock, we move on to the second pub, um, and then we move on to the. Th- third pub and i think it's the third pub where I, I i met up with you dan um and obviously lee peacock was there as well and i was thinking this is really good fun now uh billy who's my mate from the brentford podcast he came for a couple of drinks but his wife I doesn't thought, know so i'm not allowed to talk about banging. it on the podcast 
that was that was yeah, really that was cool. brilliant. That was brilliant. You know, I mean, I know that he, I was jealous when I saw the photos he's, of Billy. He, there. he is, you know, friend of the podcast, but he's a he's a great guy. It was dead nice of him to come out for a couple of hours and um, meet up with us, which was which was brilliant. And I'm thinking this is really good. I'm really enjoying this. And then who walks into the pub? But Connor Wickham came into the pub Yay! with one of the guys that was with us, Pete. His daughter is uh, going out with Connor Wickham. Um, she is his. <gasps> His uh, girlfriend, yeah. Oh. Um, so that was brilliant. He got a little bit fed up of us one by one, being like, um, "Can we have a photo, please?" And I was like, "Can I have an interview, please?" He went, um, "Maybe later." I'm like, "Okay, that's a no. That's fine." Um, and after that, it does get a little blurry. Now I remember leaving and getting the tube. <laughs> I remember the tube being very boisterous, and I remember me being—I'm one of those that's either when I'm on a tube or a train, I either say nothing. Or I'm the one that's starting all the silly songs, and I was the one starting all the silly songs, um, including you just a shit town in Yorkshire to the Hull fans, which went down well. Um, <laughs> and then um, I remember the fresh air, getting to the fan park, and just thinking, how the hell am I going to find anyone here? It was just <laughs> solid blue and white everywhere. And I'm like thinking, I can't, I, I, I've got no idea how I was going to track down you guys. And obviously, I didn't do it in the end. Um, took ages to get a drink. And then the, the one thing I do remember about the fan park, and this is this is so, like, I, I don't really know if I want to tell this story on the podcast, but I remember turning around, and I'd, I'd lent James K my uh, 91 home shirt because he, he didn't have a Wednesday shirt to, to wear. I remember turning around thinking, oh, brilliant, James K. So um, I go walking over to him to, to say hello, left by friends. And as I got about four or five paces from it, I, I made eye contact and kind of waved. I was like, oh, God, that's not James K. Um, <laughs> so thought, say, how... James K was studying TGI Fridays at that point. Like, Pete, I can't find you. Where well, are you? Where are uh, you? I, so I thought, how do I deal with this? So I carried on and walked up to this guy and went, hello, um, you're not the person that I thought that you were, uh, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> but, what are you talking to? Uh, do, do you mind? Do you mind if we just stand here and talk just for thirty seconds or so, so my friends don't realise what I've done? So uh, anyway, oh, yeah, that's that's five. that's fine. Oh um, God, and we exchanged James, a few pleasantries. And I went right. That's that's probably enough. I'm I'm gonna go now. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. Bye. Wow. And went back to my friends. <laughs> got back to my friends and went. Oh my not, God. I've not seen him for years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's I'm also also quite proud to be the first person as well that you know there was a big queue to use the uh, portaloos. I was the first person that walked straight down the queue, round to the back of the portaloos, just pissed on the back of them, um, and walked back out. I was wow. proud of that. Uh, and everyone followed shot, suit. After yeah. that, everyone started doing it. I was, I was the first. Actually, I think it was me. Me and Tom were kind of did it at the, at the same sort of time. Um, I don't remember much about being inside the ground. Um, don't remember a lot about afterwards. Um, I Where did you go after? What's the um, story for we after? We went in just one of the the restaurants outside the ground. I can't remember which which one, but it got like a little bar section there. Uh, we went in there. My my mate Tom spilt about four drinks while we were in there. <laughs> Good old Tom. And um, I don't, I don't know how many drinks we had in there. It's all a bit of a blur after that. I remember then we set off to go to the Green Man, and we got about halfway there, and I just said, Do "You know what, guys? I'm going to bail at this point. I'm going to have to take Tom home." He was like, oh. you know, bouncing against the, <laughs> the, the street sign against walls and stuff. So in my head, I thought I'll go drop Tom off back at the hotel, maybe take a quick shower or something, and go back out. And when I got back, and just kind of, I just thought, I need a bit of a cry now. Go on then, uh, go on then. And, Tell us what did, time did, you went to bed. We need to know. Yeah, um, go on, go on. I, th- I think it was about half nine. <laughs> it's a two record. <laughs> Our kids were in bed at 1am. 
I'd, I'd been up since four in my um, in my defence. It might have been a, a little bit later, but it wasn't much later than it that. It wasn't any what, later, don't lie. Do you know the thing that uh, <laughs> that I love the best? And I kind of regretted not going to the to the Green Man uh, because of the fact that my mate Chris posted this brilliant video of. You know, did you hear how the fans changed the yeah. "We're on our way" song yeah. to oh, "Not Today"? Outside, yeah. I just That's think that brilliant. that was oh, brilliant, really, really, really good, um, and that really made me smile the next morning when um, when I read that. Although my favourite tweet from the day came from Hartlepool United, who tweeted Sheffield Wednesday needed a late penalty decision there from their official um, Twitter account, <laughs> which I thought was <laughs> brilliant. I, I really wish Westwood had got sent off right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Jeeves, we're going to need some more equipment. Then you need to speak to Oddballs, a speciality. What the? Oddballs, a speciality, dealing steel, food, and engineering equipment. Where is that voice coming from? We offer great deals on all types of equipment and can include dismantling, delivery, and erection anywhere in the world. Did he just say erection? We can also buy your surplus equipment or sell it on commission. With over 30 years experience, let us achieve the best deal for you. Where can I find out more of Voice in the Sky? Go to www.bentoria.com You heard him folks, Jeeves, get a broom. Right, so Friday, um, me, my mum, my dad and my boyfriend all travelled down together. Um, yeah, boyfriend said it on the podcast, woo! Um, so we all went down, we went Not to that doom, Square, then. I know. <laughs> If uh, I actually, we went... my only memory of, oh. of your boyfriend, Vic, is him just stood holding a whale in the air. Yeah. A big inflatable whale. <laughs> and I was stood there for about five minutes with you lot, and he's, he's the entire time holding a whale. No, Did he explain he's it? He's a good lad. He's a good lad. Did he buggery? Um, he's a nice bloke, but he's bloody taller than me. That's the most he annoying is, thing. He's very tall. Yeah, that's weird. Um, so Friday, we all went out. We travelled down together, all drove up to my dad's, all got in the car, travelled down to London, uh, checked in at the hotel, which was on Wembley Way. So my mum and dad were like, oh, we've got a queen room. Bearing in mind, they don't sleep in the same room because my dad snores. Someone was like, you two are having a twin. You're not having a double bed. You're having a twin. So we're like, yeah, sound fine. <laughs> I was like, that's great by me. You get my own bed. Brilliant. Uh, as we checked in, we had a perfect view of Wembley Stadium and they saw bins <laughs> from their double room. So mm-hmm. 1-0 Victoria. And so, yeah, so we went out into Leicester Square and then we met up with Eddie and everyone at about, well, we went into, we were walking up Shaftesbury Avenue and we could hear Wednesday songs. So I was like, let's go, let's follow the sound, let's go there. And we ended up going to the Punch and Judy in Covent Garden. And there were a couple of guys in there. And uh, when we actually got in there, it turned out my boyfriend went to school with one of the guys that was singing and his drunk dad. Um, So... Just stood around for a bit. Bouncers kept coming over and saying, "No football songs. No, can you not talk about football, please? We're not. We're not a football pub." So all right. So eventually, we gave up. I was like, "Sod this! Someone's just tweeted me telling me to go to this pub. Let's all go there." So we dragged everybody. There was a father and daughter coming in who apparently listened to the podcast. I don't know the names. We never swapped names or anything. And um, but we ended up taking them with us, and we all went to the White Lion in Covent Garden. And by the time we got there, I tweeted it from our podcast account saying, this is the place to be. All of a sudden, there must have been 200 people outside this pub. So I was like, brilliant. I'm going to hand out business cards for the podcast. Everyone (laughs) I gave, everybody I gave one to went, why are you giving me this? I've only come here because you've tweeted to come here. I was like, oh, sauce. They they already (laughs) follow us, Vic. You know what I mean? (laughs) I was like, hiya, can I interest you in a podcast? They were like, 
why do you think we've come to this random pub, Ross? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, and, and can we just take a moment to say thank you to the, to the guys that yeah, listen, by the brilliant. way? Just, just sort of say, do you know what? Fair play. It was amazing. I had a lot of selfies with people. Uh, I've not seen any yet. I don't know if they've been tweeted to us. I've not really checked. Uh, but, yeah, it was wonderful. And then Eddie turned up. Edward, your son, made my weekend. What a legend. So we all stood outside and Eddie disappeared because your little girl was upset, wasn't she? Izzy wanted to go away for a bit. Uh, And the next thing I knew, Eddie's son was on this random guy's shoulders and he controlled, by this point, there were probably 300, 400 fans in that one bit and he controlled everybody. Like, it was amazing. Like, people were, like, singing and then Tom would be like, shh, and everyone would shush. And then he'd come up with a chant and everybody joined in. And it was amazing. I've got like, well, my boyfriend's got like a four minute video of it. And it is just incredible. And that made our weekend. That was it. That was like, this is a moment that's going to stay with me forever. It's watching a little boy who I've known from being, well, a fetus to being like an actual person. Can I have, can I have Eddie pick the story up here to Go see on, what Eddie. you know at the point the point where he's come back and he, he, your your little boy stood on another another man's shoulders. He's a he's a smoke bugger with my son to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know Where'd what? You not, <laughs> not not satisfied with being a better footballer than me and better looking than me and cuter than me and more popular than me. Uh, he then <laughs> decides that he's he is gonna like hijack the club that I've given. 38 years of my life too and he's just going to rock up there and go yeah you know what I'm top boy now uh, what oh, are you going to do it was amazing <laughs> it, it was so it was, so good it was ridiculous to see him and you know he will look back in, in 10 years in 15 years time and he'll watch that video and he will be gobsmacked that he as an 8 year old child could be holding court with you know like Vic says 200, 300 Wednesday fans who were hanging on his every word. So, you know, every time he set a chant going, they would follow him. And when the chant was finished, the entire lot started shushing and shushing and shushing <laughs> and waiting for him to then pick up the next chant. It is, it's something you dream of. You dream of starting a chant at a football match. And he basically just like, oh, yeah, I'll do 10 in a row, mate. Job done. He just owned Covent Garden. That yeah, night. Like much. people, like random tourists were stopping and taking videos. Yeah. That it was, was be- that good. The best thing is that since, uh, you know, an, an absolute kudos to Al, to Vic's boyfriend, because he was the one who had the, the, the presence of mind to record like a full five minute video of it. And I will watch that till the day I die and love every minute of it. Uh, sorry, sorry. Can I, can I just clarify that the term presence of mind is not pissed enough or just not as pissed as everybody else? Uh, pretty much the second. Yeah, pretty much right, the second. Right. So, <laughs> so, but so, other than that, there must have been three or four videos doing the rounds on Twitter and Facebook of my son and random just, kid. Just, just put, yeah, just put, oh, oh mate, this, this, this kid were epic. And uh, you know, so obviously it was it it's something that has become part of the you know the folklore of that of that weekend for some people. I'm so happy because that was the first moment of real togetherness of the weekend, and God knows. Yeah, you know, we definitely. had we had so much more after that, but that Friday night in Covent Garden, given that nobody there was no organised, uh, you know, meeting point, it literally was word of mouth and Vic putting it out on Twitter and people, like you said, Vic, walking down streets nearby and hearing a song that they yeah. recognised and then rocking up 
And we we literally took that place over. Till I've got goosebumps even now. It's Especially amazing. when the whole fan went past. There was one <laughs> yes. on his own. Just bless him. Like, obviously going to his hotel. Just, like, minding his business. Everyone went, and he was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, he just, like, joined in and carried on walking as quickly as he possibly could away from the group of, like, 300 Wednesday fans singing, like, your shit, and you know you are at him. About my fa- my favourite bit is definitely, uh, other than my son, of course, is the fact that over the road from the White Lion, there was the Nags Head, right? And all the Wednesday <laughs> For drinking in the White Lion, right? Uh, the Nags Head was just just had like a few kind of tourists in there and people who'd finished work and were having a few after work drinks. And every now and again, the Wednesday, the Wednesday fans would just turn around and, and go, Nags Head, give us a song. Nags Head, Nags Head, give us a song. And there was no <laughs> song there whatsoever. And they just started like like mocking, openly <laughs> mocking the pub over the road that had done nothing to deserve it. So... Yeah, Friday night was uh, was in many ways a high point. But that'll stay with me forever. That absolutely yeah. forever. I mean, I know, like obviously to me, your son means a lot to me anyway. <laughs> but if I'd have just been a random spectator, that would have stayed with me forever. That was just incredible. So I'd like to throw. I'd like, throw I'd like to throw one more in there um, that doesn't involve my son. Strangely. Um, one more minute, and I think you know, James, you've absolutely nailed it, Fudge, you've absolutely nailed it with the, the you know, the idea of we were walking around that entire weekend and just bumping into people that we knew, and it was uh, that was just incredible, those little moments, etc. But one moment that I think every Wednesday fan shared was around about 51, 52 minutes into the game, the Wednesday fans all organically started singing the We Are on Our Way chant, and it got louder and louder and louder and louder to the point where it was legitimately deafening. The, the, the walls of Wembley were shaking. And every, you know, the, all of these, the, the Twitter accounts of, you know, sports journalists and, and neutrals, etc. That was the moment where they all, they all decided they had to write about the Sheffield Wednesday fans. You know, they, they turned up and what they did was something that no other club has done coming to Wembley. Even Steve Bruce in his post-match interview said... Uh, you know, paraphrasing here, but um, I don't know what it was that they were singing, but they were bloody deafening. You know, that the backing that we gave them through that that kind of 10-minute spell where we just did not, would not, could not stop singing at the top of our lungs, that is something that every single Wednesday fan that was there on the day will remember for the rest of their life because it was spine-tingling. That's as loud just, as I've ever heard, Wednesday fans. Just just you saying it there, Eddie, has made the hairs in the back of my neck stand up and I've yeah, got a shiver down my spine. And it, at one point during that, I stopped singing just literally so I could take it in. Yeah, just take it in. Absolutely. And, and milk it for all it's worth because it was I did that so many times I've ever heard yeah. I just really. sat there and I was like, Fantastic. and people were like, you've stopped singing. I was like, I just need to take this in. This is unbelievable. I'll never, ever see this again. Or I hope I won't. I hope we go up automatic and that's it. Maybe an FA Cup final. But uh, yeah, it was I, just unbelievable. I got told off for singing. Um, I've got to say a big thank you to Andy, who managed to sort my ticket. But we ended up in the uh, in the Club Wembley bit, just to the... Uh, we were in front of the... Well, I didn't see it until the photos after, in front of that big empty area that was behind us. I thought mm. they'd, they'd move the whole fund so we could sell that. You know what I mean? But for some reason, they didn't. And uh, every time we got up, uh, we got told to sit down. And I've got to have a big shout-out to Andy Parsons right now. I've never seen a man get told off more by one steward as he did 
<laughs> which is impressive. But I don't want to wax lyrical about too much about the day because I think you guys have covered it all. There was, if you took your family and you, I said to my godson and I said to my little brother on the day, just remember this day. You know what I mean? Just, 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 just make sure you take in what you can from this day because you don't know how far it is away. And, you know, I was a, a young man. I was a young boy last time last time we were successful there you know what i mean so and just 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 take it in and but there was um there was there was there was one moment i i must talk about and and, and it sounds like i am trying to be his best friend but i think i am but i've got to give a big shout out to lee he's on a train where's he going i don't know I, I have never seen a man. I have witnessed a man's conversion to Sheffield Wednesday in a week. And and that's all down to the Sheffield Wednesday fans. Having driven to Brighton with him, uh, and that was just a, a random thing that turned up, he waxed lyrical about Swindon a lot. I mean, you know, some, some players have an affinity with the club. And, and I've got no problem with that. If he, if he says, you know, he does the um, the Swindon commentary every now and again. They, he's, he's one of the players they, they wheel out when they're celebrating something. So, you know, Lee Peacock associated with Swindon more than anything else. But after the last, after the semi-final and the final, he's full Wednesday. And, 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 and. The, the way the guy shoulders it is is impressive. I mean, trying to walk anywhere with him. I'm not just holding his coat now. I'm holding his charity boxes, his iPro camera that he's got. <laughs> and, and what I'm going to start doing is bringing a wheelbarrow when I go out with him. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're, ba- you're basically yeah, Terry rolling. to his Arthur Daly at this point, aren't you? <laughs> I, I am his pallbearer to his undertaker. <laughs> I, I think somebody tweeted me that at the weekend. But, um, but when, when we were on a train... I witnessed a man at nearly 40. I called him 40. He nearly kicked me head in. Uh, <laughs> nearly 40, uh, welling up at, at these at these guys going, just like Vic said, he's on a train. He's on a train, Lee Peacock. He's on a train. And he and and I, he was so overwhelmed by the whole thing. And and he's we've got people videoing him. And if you look at the video back, he's videoing them back just so he can go look at this. This is mental. But my favourite bit of that entire moment, after ten minutes of pure singing, some old boy came in and went, "Is Lee Peacock here?" <laughs> <laughs> what gave that away? Wait, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> did uh, did anyone and anyone do any other celebrity spotting? Yes. Go. Yes. Who so, else? Oh, Vic, I know you've been burning. You've been burning. So I, I am. I'm like what, on the what a team. shock that Vic has done celebrity spotting oh, of all be. of us. Right, <laughs> I, I'm done with your son now. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously we had an amazing time before the game. We all went to JJ Moon's Wembley and had brilliant like banter with everyone, all having a chat and everything. All went into the game, had a great time afterwards. So we arranged to meet my <laughs> my boyfriend's sister outside and then rich happened to text us and say what are you doing i said oh we're just outside let's just go and get some cams from sainsbury's we'll go and sit on a bench let's just chill out and enjoy the atmosphere that there wasn't but we created because all of hull had just disappeared on a train up to like uh, some sort of rugby game and so we're all sat on this bench like absolutely living the dream waving at all the coaches going past unbelievable and uh, my boyfriend's sister came over to meet me for the first time and said, hi, are you Vic? I was like, yeah, it's lovely to meet you. Nice to see you. And she went, oh, you must be Vic's dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for that. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. 
Oh, Aww. my God. Poor oh, girl. She's so upset about that now. She put two and two together and made, like, ten. Um, yeah. But anyway, so we carried on and carried on. And then the moment that nearly killed me, like, I've been very emotional all day. But the moment that killed me was when we were sat there and Tom Lees and Jack Hunt walked past. Yeah, and yeah. Tom Lees yeah. was crying like a child. He had tears rolling down. He was mortified. Don't all... tell us this, Vic. No. It's, it's it was awful. Yeah. It was awful. We all stood up and we all like applauded them on our feet, stood on the benches, everybody cheering them and saying thank you for a great season. And Tom Lees was in pieces. They, they Jack Hunt that... couldn't look at us. They had, that look, they had that look on their face like they didn't deserve what we were doing. And they no. so did. They oh. so did. So not did. just for the day. Yeah, it was. It was not just. It was not just all about the day, was it? It's about no, the last. It was. Yeah, games. the last season, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we also, but to make it happier again, so David Garrido came over and did the Garrido, which oh, was I wish amazing. I'd videoed that. I wish I'd videoed it. <laughs> but then all of a sudden he went, Ollie, Ollie, come and meet my friends, and brought Ian Holloway up, to <laughs> introduce him to us, which is just unbelievable. So that like carried on and carried on, um, and then. We all like sort of walked back. I had that run in with that Elmo, whatever his name is. And then we got back to our hotel. Me and my boyfriend were like, right, so should we just get a drink in here? Or... And then someone tweeted me. I don't know who it was now. I'm so sorry. Uh, but someone tweeted me saying, come up to the Hilton. All the players are here. It's like, yeah, brilliant. And like at the time we were that drunk, we were like two children. We're like, should we go to the Hilton? Yeah, we should go to the Hilton. Yeah, let's totally go to the Hilton. So we walked back up, up to the Hilton, and to be fair, it was a lot of Hull fans, few Wednesday fans, but like corporate Wednesday fans, um, and we met this Hull fan from New Zealand who was lovely, who come over on his own, he was born in Hull, but lives in New Zealand, he comes over for like the odd game, um, so we're chatting away to him, he bought us a drink and everything, stood with um, the guy off the Arctic Monkeys cover and whatever else, all having a few drinks and having a good time. And then the whole guy was like, right, see you later anyway. We finished our drinks. And he went, I heard your team's having a party on floor four. And I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah. So we got back in the lift and kind of looked at each other in a really cheeky way as it got to, like, floor five. And we're like, should we? Should, yeah. should, should, should we? And my boyfriend just, like, pressed number four. He was like, right, sod it. We're going to number four. And there was nobody there. It was like a ghost town. There was obviously, like, a party had happened. But there were just, like, empty glasses everywhere and whatever else. Um, so I decided that that wasn't good enough for me and I was going to walk up and down the corridor and listen into people's rooms until I heard someone speaking. So I stood outside this one room and I could hear like Portuguese because I did like A-level Spanish and stuff and like South African Spanish, uh, South American Spanish, South African Spanish, South American Spanish. Um, so I stood outside this room and I was like, they're speaking Portuguese. I wonder who that is. It's got to be one of them. And then the door started to open and I have never run so fast in my life, <laughs> like sprinted away. And then I turned around and it was Lucas Zhao. So obviously we've heard the beginning of the podcast tonight. That's what happened. My name is Lucas Zhao. Um, I listen to the Wednesday week. Um, so that was great. And then we got a lift down to reception and I saw Fessy and Fessy's brother, who's like a taller, fitter version of Fessy, which was wonderful. <laughs> um, so I went over to Fessy, had a photo. He was heartbroken. He was not happy at all. He was he was trying to be friendly to people, but you could tell he was genuinely, genuinely gutted. Um, and then I saw a little blonde Scottish man called Barry Banan. And I went over to him and I said, hi, Barry, can I have a photo? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, my taxi's coming. But yeah, yeah, quick photo. And I went, I know your dad. I interviewed him and he went... Oh, was that for the podcast? 
Yeah, I listened uh-huh. to that. I listened to that. And I was like, oh my God. I listened to it. He listens to the podcast. So Barry Badad knows I know, I know. <laughs> Oh my God. Sorry. Honestly, I nearly weed. Um, Barry, if, then, if you're listening, Barry, if you're listening, is it Banan or Bannon? I Barry, need to know banan. because because I think it, I think it's Banan because we have that song. I just don't think you understand. And the it's way the Wednesday, does it? a lot of the Wednesday fans sing it, it, it does my head in. It absolutely <laughs> eats me alive because uh, we've got Bannon, Barry Bannon. I just don't think he's, he's better than Zidane. He don't rhyme. What's the matter <laughs> with this? Stop, stop getting words wrong. But, but Barry Bannon got even better, right? So I had a selfie with him. And he was like, oh, me and my friends are going into London. We're getting a taxi. Now, 10 years ago, I'd have been in that taxi. But now I was just like some sort of fangirl, like flapping my face. Like, oh, my God. Um, And we went outside. We like kind of followed him. And there was about 20 Wednesday fans stood outside surrounding his taxi, all singing his song. So we got in and he was loving it. And his mate was filming it out the window. So we're all stood singing, we've got banana, barry, banana. And uh, his taxi had to do like a 10-point turn. (laughs) So after like the fifth point of this turn, it was getting a little bit awkward that he was he was still in the taxi like, yeah, great, yeah, brilliant. And eventually he drove off. We walked back to our hotel and I met Diversity. So it was just a wonderful weekend all round. I met all of Britain's Got Talent and Ashley Barry Banjo Bannon. loves them owls, doesn't he? <laughs> Ashley Banjo was buzzing. I actually I... said to him, I think I love you. And he said, oh, that's nice. And I said, can I have a photo, please? And he was like, if you must. And then I turned around and I went, oh my God, it's the kid with the afro. Oh, what a knob. What an absolute I, knob. <laughs> did you ask Ashley Banjo about the decision that he made to present Can't Touch This on BBC <laughs> Saturday night? I don't think he'd appreciate that, would he? But yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. But it was, I, he probably needed it. But genuinely, a... what a weekend. That bit after the game, sat on those benches, was one of the best Fantastic. like Absolute three, brilliant. four hours of my life. That was yeah, amazing. I'd go, with that big, I'd go with that big time. I had a bit of a random celebrity moment later on in the night, about half 11 in what, well, it wasn't even that late, I don't think, because it was, um, there's a guy watching the Champions League um, penalty shootout on his mobile phone. And uh, the kids started watching it with him. And I, and I looked at him and thought, recognize that guy and I can't think where I recognize him from anyway I clocked out clocked who it was and I said to Mama Ian I said do you remember that program Game On with a ginger tosser Mm. and and I said and I said that's the ginger tosser and I was like Martin Martin from Game On proper 90s Martin from Game On proper 90s that's when Samantha Janus was by far the hottest woman in the world and then she got a cans on up and under and I was I was massively was, disappointed. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she was smokingly hot. But yeah, Matthew Cottle's his name. And I didn't let on to, to who I knew who he was. I just went with a moment. And that was quite cool, that. You played it cool. Oh, yeah. I, I, was, I, that. I was like, oh, my God, that's Ashley <laughs> was, was he there following Wednesday or was he just happened to be in the no, same? He's an Ars- we were talking to him on, on the tube and he's a, he's a big Arsenal fan. And uh, yeah, we, he apologised for, uh, for 93. <laughs> so, I should, I should think so. <laughs> I tell you what, listen, we we've waxed well, lyrical about. That's the third time I said that that phrase. We've talked a lot about our our personal experiences. I tell you day. what, we, we haven't heard from Fudge. We haven't heard from from Lord H yet about his experience. We haven't actually. Did, did no. you take Jeeves, Lord H? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. I uh, uh, me and my dad and my sis and his mate went off to Wembley. Um, 
there's a song there. But no, it was a, a belting day. Obviously, we've heard everybody else's days. I don't want to rattle on. It was lovely to meet people that I'd, I'd not met before. Uh, James Kay. It was cracking to meet James Kay. I caught up with uh, Owl Hulk, who you might know from Twitter as well. Um, absolutely cracking <laughs> chap. And um, uh, may I say, instrumental in the um, the actual making of this podcast in the first place. Um, so it was brilliant to catch up with, I, with people. I, like I that actually stuff. stayed at his house on Saturday night, Owl Hulk. So. Ah, you see. <laughs> there we go. Without you live him, to tell a tale. There were no smashing happening <laughs> there was no smashing whatsoever <laughs> well the might have been he actually stayed at his girlfriend's house so you know that's, that's none of my business <laughs> listen I, I i've got to say i must say that yeah we've we've done our own personal experiences and and you know first thing i've got to say is how many people did you guys I mean, run into from that you've not seen in years people from junior school and and family members and and stuff like that. That 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 was incredible for one. And uh, the the second one is the guys that listen to this this podcast. I mean, had it not been for for this show and and for the way you guys listen to it, um, you know, Eddie might have not had the experience with his boy that that he had. Vic would have not had the night she had and that sort of thing. And and third and finally, I mean. We turned up, and it's one of the. It, it's something I will remember for the rest of my life. And and I've got to get. I've got to say a big round of applause to the to the to the Wednesday fans. I mean, you know, the, the media have, have have genuinely gone nuts about it. And and we lost, but you know, the, the Blades fans can point and laugh as much as they want. But you know, you enjoy playing Wimbledon next year, sod you. Do you know what I mean? This is this is what we are, and and I am so proud, and and I am beaming that, that, that this is what happened. I mean, I, after the game, I was stood there with um, with New York Owls. Uh, there was a guy, James, he, he, he lives in the States. There was uh, Joe Crammer's there for a bit. And, and you know, this is, these are people that have travelled a lot of time. And, and the most surreal moment for me was watching my Uncle Steve that listens to this show on the, on the regs, uh, swapping numbers with Lee Peacock, just in case he gets lost in France and Steve needs to go and pick him up. It was it was absolutely <laughs> And I need to say to, to, to you guys out there listening, thank you so much. It wouldn't have been the day that I, I had had it not for this show and for and for the club we support. Do you know what I mean? More importantly, does Uncle Steve even live in France? Because if, if, <laughs> if, if, if he lives in Rotherham, that's that's a long journey. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he genuinely does. He, he lives outside Leon, and, and I genuinely think that Emily Peacock have got some kind of some something ready where I think he's going to go around his house for dinner. And it's Amazing. the most surreal moment of my life. I don't know what's happening anymore. Are you sure that Lee just doesn't need somebody in France to hold his coat while he's doing his biking? Then, well, he might. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're, we're... <laughs> But uh, what what we really obviously everybody everybody that went that day uh, I, and I'm sure that people that, that watched it from afar seeing the Wednesday nights obviously the videos the the singing outside the, the just the amazing atmosphere what we need to absolutely make sure of is that this feeling carries over to next season we we need to take this with hundred percent because this is something. It is special. It's something we've, we've, we've missed out a lot of, as, as I said, the last uh, sort of 10 years. And we've, we've been on his way back for a time. We've seen it. We've seen glimpses of it when, obviously, the, the, the promotion to the championship, it pales in significance to what happened at Wembley. It was it was truly, truly magical. Being in that, that, that crowd, surrounded by Wednesday fans, and 
it, it, it was utterly, utterly incredible. Luckily, I mean, I spent the day with my sister as well, who, who I don't get to see very much in, in general. So to, to, to have that time with her, like we used to have in the 90s when we used to go to football together, and it was just amazing, amazing. And we need to carry this on. We need I to have I can't even explain how good that weekend was. And yeah. then you have to think, if we'd have won... I actually, do you know what? I don't care. I had the best weekend ever. It was absolutely brilliant. I think for me, that that's the best thing there, though, Vic. I I I warned my missus. uh, She's from the south, and she and she's got. You know, she witnesses it day in day out since she's moved in that you know Yorkshire whinging is a, is a is a way of life, and and I warned her. I said, if you think it's bad living with me, wait till wait till you see this lot kicking off. I mean, we can whinge. We love a good whinge. And she didn't see it. She saw, you know, a team that meant the world to me. I mean, when the full whistle, when the full time whistle went, I um, uh, everybody else stood for a clap and a sing, and and I loved the videos, and I love that you did that. Don't get me wrong, and. Uh, the full-time whistle went. The whole fans around us were singing away. And, and fair play to them, you know, of course. They won on, you know, all credit to them. I'm not going to take that away from them. They gave us a lovely applause when they when they walked out the ramp. It was great. But um, she said to me, are you all right? I went, no. And my bottom lip started going. And my, my eyes welled up. And I went, I've, oh, got to, I've got to leave. And I just went out. And I, w- I actually went to the toilet and I vomited. I, I didn't realise that... Uh, does anybody else get that when they get in so much pressure it makes them feel sick and 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 i did and i just it might have done 20 pints i had beforehand it might have a bit to do with that <laughs> yeah, as well like yeah. and my 10 pound 20 fish and chips that, that you know didn't, <laughs> didn't stay in me for that long but you know i, I listen you you guys listening and um and, and the fans that were there you can hold your heads up so high because the way you've represented I mean, for somebody who's an expat himself out of Yorkshire and to, to to see my hometown and my hometown club being represented in such a positive way after the game is one of the best things that, that I can talk about after after that game. And I, I can't I can't talk about it enough. I would live that day again and again and again, including that result. Agreed. 100%. Let's hope it's not. 23 years or whatever till uh, the next <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100% like I said it's got to be automatic now I can't afford Wembley again I've spent so much automatic next season well I would but I'd have you to would, like, yeah. remortgage my house <laughs> yeah my missus my missus expressed a concern on how much money was spent for that weekend and I said to be honest babe I've um I've been saving for this since January, so you know, <laughs> Jan- January two thousand, yeah. more like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been saving for this for the last sixteen years, but you know, she we I, I I saw it coming. I think she was more pissed off that I was putting money away that she didn't know about. You know what I mean? <laughs> Your answer is you've got to learn how to fall asleep at half past nine because then you say yeah, that's a fortune. That's true, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and then I wouldn't have spent 27 quid on, on a KFC for me and her, which probably <laughs> we saw not an hour later. You know what I mean? <laughs> but no, we, we, we need to bottle this. We need to get it to next season. And, and then the first game of next season, this spirit needs to carry on. And it really does. And Do you know what? I always look will, forward to next season. I'm always buzzing for the next season. But oh my God, I cannot wait for next season. I really, really hope that this hasn't been some sort of peak and then it's all going to be a trough. And I'm sure, sure it's not. But I can't, I can't wait. I just can't I'm, wait. I'm, I'm even waiting, like counting down the days till the release, the pre-season yeah. friendly fixtures. 
Um, it's far more holiday. Con- I'm con- what the no, that's the league fixtures. Yeah, the league about fixtures. the preseason. Sorry. They'll they'll be, they'll be released in the next week or so. The preseason games. Um, so you know, I can't I can't wait for those because I love the preseason games. Um, I'm giving serious thought to to going to Thailand if they're doing like a preseason tour of Thailand, which has been rumored. Which incidentally, if anyone would like to sponsor the podcast to send someone to go to Thailand. <laughs> Just, me, uh, me, me, just, me. Drop, just drop me a line at James Marriott, of course. We will do a ballot of the other podcasters to decide uh, who it is that goes with me. Secret ballot. Yeah. Oh, uh, one other thing as well, while we've been um, chatting, um, we've had another tweet through another um, place that someone travelled through to Wembley for the game for, and this is amazing. Someone came from Kenya um, who also went to the Brighton game, travelled from Kenya. That's fantastic. So Did he go to Brighton, travel back, and then come back again? Must have done. You know what I mean? I mean, well, e- either or. I mean, that that's pretty impressive. Don't get me wrong. That's amazing. That is amazing. Do you know what else it's... has happened while we've been on? And I'm I'm slightly changing the subject here and going away from it, but I feel like we've got to talk about this. Is that um, it's been confirmed that Kieran Westwood is in the Ireland squad for the Euros, which I think after awesome. his performance on Saturday yes. is. Thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly deserved. I and think. Are we, are we totally Ireland now for the holidays? <laughs> I've got <laughs> them in the sweepstake as well at, yes. at work. So I. Well, they've, I, they've been beat by Belarus tonight, haven't they? While we've been recording, haven't they? Just been beat by a you know a backwater you know, yeah. part timer. Yeah, but, but Westwood, Westwood you know, playing, so it's okay. Westwood, uh, uh, the humiliation lies on the shoulders of Shea Given. So therefore, Westwood, as it always does, exactly. Westwood <laughs> now um, number one. He will now be the official number one by a mile because clearly he hasn't just conceded two goals against Belarus. Um, if you look on uh, on the official uh, Republic of Ireland's Twitter feed, uh, they've put the squad up with pictures, and the picture they've got of Kieran Westwood appears to be a picture of him when he played for Republic of Ireland under 18s. <laughs> I've never no seen tattoos, no facial hair. Yeah, exactly, no facial no hair and the thickest, most hirsute head hair I've ever seen. <laughs> Boyish grin. So well done, what, Kieran. What it is with Kieran Westwood is he's dropped out of a lot of squads over the last few years, and I don't think he's a favourite of Martin O'Neill's. And it's not just it goes back to the Sunderland days as well. It's not just the Ireland team. So he's not dropped out because he because uh, O'Neill thinks he's a poor player. He's dropped out because they they question his attitude towards the Irish team. And I think that um, it's kind of like that his performance on Saturday made it all forgiven a little bit. Do, do, does that make sense? Well, better I do because I'm going to be honest here. He has shown time and time again that he is a better keeper than either Shea Given or Darren Randolph at the moment. So on on form, he should be the Republic of Ireland's keeper. I can't imagine that the best goalkeeper in the championship is somehow not good enough to be be better than reserves from Premier League teams. So he should be in there. And Martin O'Neill, if you're listening, and I think you probably are, uh, pick him because you're an idiot if you don't. <laughs> you tell him, Eddie, old boy. The Wednesday week is proud to be associated with Cavendish Cancer Care. Cavendish is a Sheffield charity dedicated to improving the quality of life for people living with cancer. No one should face cancer alone, so Cavendish provides emotional support through counselling and complementary therapies. The services they provide are free of charge and are funded through donations. If you can help or would like to find out more information, you can go to www.cavcare.org.uk. That's C A V C A R E.org.uk. 
right then, ladies and gents. Um, obviously, the uh, rumor mills have started about everything else. Um, I had a tweet from somebody the other day asking me what I thought we needed for the team for next season. Right now, not even thinking about it. I want to enjoy this season we've had. It has been an amazing season from start to finish. The the, the change. Bear in mind, this is the one year, one season that we've had Mr. Chancery and Carlos running our club. And the transformation from last year has been unbelievable. The exciting football. Remember watching um, as Beatie turned him Stuart Vanilla last year, watching that defensive football all year, the nil nils, etc., etc., etc. And the, the change we've seen on the football pitch and, and around the club. Don't get me wrong, love Stuart Gray, absolutely love him as such. But <laughs> how much more fun has it been watching the football this season? How much is more there, fun has it been a Wednesday this season? Is, is there any coincidence that Beastie leaving the podcast coincided with Wednesday becoming an attractive... <laughs> Absolutely. Beastie, Beastie wouldn't take a business card from me. He refused one. He was like, no, I already listened and it's crap. <laughs> like, there you go. There you go. Come here. Come here. Take a business card. I put one in his back pocket, so he'll find that at some point. I just thought you were feeling his arse, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, Looking for his fruit bag. <laughs> if Beastie managed to clean out of the fruit bag all that day, it would have been a chuffing miracle. Uh, but no... Can I just say, on behalf of me and James as well, I'm sure James will agree with this, thank you so much for this season, guys. You have made this the best season I've ever known. And it's obviously because of the football that we've played, but it's also because I've been a part of this. And it's been awesome. And I'm sure James agrees. Yeah, it's been all right, yeah. yeah oh, you yeah. knob. <laughs> let's no, it has, let's it has see been, if you think uh, the same when we bring out the retain list. At, at that point, <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. There's contract negotiations <laughs> to be had. I've heard, I've heard <laughs> a, a very Lord, cool. Lord's Tower. I'll be getting my uh, social media stats in to, uh, later. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a rumour that Beastie's like... already got a season ticket for next season, so um, yeah, could be oh, the, the could, that could be on. That could be it. We could be out. Yeah, you love we'll just start our but no, it has been incredible. Um, from a, a, a podcasting point of view, um, again, I, I don't want to gush too much, but it, it has been a brilliant year for the podcast. The numbers have shot up. Um, obviously, James and... 100,000 listeners! Or downloads. One whatever. million listeners! <laughs> 100 <laughs> million! The great thing about these stats is you could just... You can't prove it either way. We've got a gazillion listeners. It's amazing. <laughs> I don't know how much that is, but it 100,000. That's awesome. That's incredible. I'm like, just, I, I, have you I'm just made that up? Is that no, true? Yeah. Would you like me to clear it up? <laughs> I yes. thought it was we're 4 million. Go on, clear it up. Clear it up. Um, the, the actual downloads, if you like, from, from podcasts, uh, from, from iTunes, from, um, from Podbean, from... Um, all the other outlets we have, obviously, YouTube, etc., etc., including our videos and, and various other nonsense we've done over the season, has been over 100,000 downloads, views, etc., etc., etc. That's wow. nice. everything on there. <laughs> Um, so Amazing. It is, that is fantastic. That's it fantastic. is. It's unbelievable. We, we would like to thank everybody. Um, it's been a real pleasure doing the podcast, especially this year. Um, obviously, in previous seasons, we have been a little lax, and basically because we didn't have a great deal to talk about. The football wasn't great. Um, there wasn't much going up around the club, and this is the difference between this season and last. This season has been incredibly exciting from start to finish. The players have been brilliant. The football's been fantastic. The goals have been thunder chuffers. I mean, it's just been amazing. And, again, the Wednesday nights, 
you, there's no words. There is no words for how good the Wednesday nights have been. Um, we will be back, of course, with um, various pre-season podcasts, and we will talk about transfers, and we will talk about rumours, and we will make things up and lie to you. Absolutely we will. Uh, but we'll do that another time, because let's just enjoy what's happened. Rich, if you want to go to you over there on the internet, where can we do that, Bobby? You can get me at Dickie Owl. That's where I'll be uh, hanging around in uh, close season, absolutely bored out of my brains, with the 6th of August. Victoria, my darling, where can we go with you? If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Victoria1867, or you could come to Mallorca uh, in the middle of June and hang out with me and James watching the Euros and getting very, very burned. And drunk. And stuff. And drunk. <laughs> uh, Jamesy, Albin, if people want to get all of you over there on the Twitch bridge, where can we do that? Uh, you can get me at James Marriott. I um, will probably go a little quiet on um, Twitter because I don't really tweet about anything other than football these days. So, um, yeah, there'll probably be some radio crap on there. But um, other than that, it'll all be quiet. Uh, that's the same place to get hold of me if you fancy coming to Thailand with me for our pre-season tour, if it happens. Fantastic. Mr. Fudge, where can I get all of your utter nonsense over there on Twitter? If, if you want to see me masturbating my unicorn horn, get yourself... <laughs> get, get yourself at Dan Fudge and uh, all stood behind Lee Peacock. Uh, I'll probably be there watching the under-16s at Eastleigh Town because apparently that's what I do now. That's my life. Just leave, just leave. <laughs> Eddie, Obin, if you want to get you over there on the online, do you recommend do that? Well, to be honest, from now until the fixtures are released, I'm going to be manning my computer, refreshing constantly, because there's a, a rumour buzzing that our pre-season is going to be Wolves away, and I can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> that is not going to happen. Oh, oh my God, can you imagine? Bring it on, bring it on. I hope it's while they're on holiday. Bloody <laughs> hell. So I will be at Sausage Arms on Twitter throughout the summer. I'm going to be, I think we should probably get together and do something a bit Euro-centric because I think we're all still interested in international I football we as well. I think we will. Yeah, I think so, you're right. I, I, I agree with that. I think, you know, you know, Wilshire's stolen a shirt from Andros Townsend and uh, Sturridge has stolen. I've got plenty of opinion on it, but, you know, we'll see. See what happens. We could turn into biggest... like a fantasy football league type of thing. You know what I mean? Whoever's got the biggest bar- garden for a barbecue. That works for me. That yeah, works for me. In, hey, you know what? In the meantime, I am going to be trying to get on the shoulders of any Wednesday fans that I meet <laughs> in the hope that I can get <laughs> as famous as my son. But no, in the meantime, at Sausage Arms on Twitter, thank you, Wednesday fans, for the most amazing season. I I put it up there with promotion in 2012. I put it up there with those seasons in the early 90s. It has been incredible. And like I said, we've spent 10 years going down and down and down and down into the wilderness. The last five years, we have been on our way back. And I, I kind of feel like now we're back where we belong. And, uh, and next season, let's make it the, the, you know, the final chapter in that journey. So I uh, love you all. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so good in not to be able to get together with you guys every week uh, during the summer. But let's be honest, we've got knackle to talk about, have we? Because Wednesdays are all done for the season. But uh, love you. Have a great summer. And uh, yeah, we'll get together soon. Absolutely. Of course, if you'd like to get hold of me over there on the Twitter, you can do that at Lord H. That's L0RD underscore H. Again, there's not much point for a football lord when there's no 
chopping football on. So I shall do my very best. Of course, get on there of the podcast as well. I'm sure we'll be keeping you up to date with the, the Wednesday news as it does pop out here, there and everywhere as well. You can do that at TWWcast over there on Twitter too. Of course, see the Facebooks, see the YouTubes, see the Mixcloud, see everything else we've got. Subscribe and spread the word uh, because hopefully next year when we do get promoted to the Premiership, we'll be bigger and better than ever. Ladies and gents, thank you so, so much for listening. You have no idea what it means to us. Be good. Be safe. And we will see we'll you, see you real, real soon. <laughs> <laughs> One take. <laughs> oh, I got, I've been waiting five minutes to blow my bloody nose. At least I'm recording. Oh, that's better. Bloody hell. I had a right sneezing fit in the middle of that. I've been sneezing into my hand for the last five minutes. Oh, oh, listen, James, I, I love I, you. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates around. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.